You're listening to Orms Air, the Orms podcast, an open space where we discuss everything photographic and invite you to step inside our world of photography. For over 20 years, Orms has been the creative's go-to for all things photographic. From the best gear to breathtaking display options, visit ormsdirect.co.za for everything you need. Let's get chatting with Dion Yubab and Rachel Reeves. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Orms Air, the Orms podcast. Today in studio, we are joined by visual artist Amy Ayanda. Welcome, Amy. Thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have you in studio with us. Thank you for having me. How would you prefer to be referred to? Like Amy Ayanda, Amy Ayanda Lester? Just because of all, all the articles I've read, it's always like there's a slight chop and change in <laughs> each know, of them. I know, I mean... But I it's interesting. I mean, that's your, your artist name, right? It is, but it took a while to kind of own that for myself. Okay. I don't know. It was a com- I was like, I couldn't... There was a part of the art making process where I was like, no, the Amy Ayanda name should only be under the music and yeah. it should be more fine art. It should be my full name or just yeah. Amy Lester. But then I like believe that the two couldn't be under one name. Yeah. And I think that was also just because of my like formal training at Michaela's. Yeah. So it was, I almost like didn't want to commercialize my art by putting Amy Ayanda, signing Amy Ayanda on the artwork. Yeah. Um, but then at the beginning of this year, I was just like, I don't care. I don't care what people think. Yeah. <laughs> but I cared so long. I think I, I cared for so long. I yeah. didn't really, I didn't know if like the illustration work and the, more fine art-based stuff could kind of coexist under the same branch of art making and then I just started playing and experimenting then my friend Lucien who's a a writer yeah Lucien Bestel came and she helped me write my um, artist statement for my most recent show yeah um and she was just like well, I can really see your illustration work you know all the work that you've done over the past year or two you know come into your fine art stuff yeah and then I was just like, right. Like it can exist Completely. together. And I was the only one who was saying it couldn't, basically. Yeah, but I suppose it's also like because you are so close to it. It's your baby, yeah. you know, like yeah. separating that. I but think. I guess that high-end art, I, I, I thought I couldn't sell a, pa- a piece for like 10,000 rand yeah. and then sell a piece for 100 rand, like a f- print for 100 yeah. rand. I really didn't, but now I do. So I'm just like, sorry, I'm Trejakov. What must happen? <laughs> like I just... There's not really much I can do about that now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm in too deep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, can we just... I'm just going to dive right in with these questions. Is that all Let's right with it. you? I'm okay, ready. Cool. I'm ready for you. Okay. So, I'm going to start at the beginning. Okay. And go all the way back That's to childhood. <laughs> It's a very weird sort of like let's Fresh dive into your womb. yeah essentially Most, yeah, freshly baked Amy. <laughs> um, so when did you first sort of feel this need to express yourself creatively? I went to a little nursery yeah. just around the corner from my house. Yeah, my mom used to walk me there. Very idyllic and cute. <laughs> um, it is called Rainbow Nursery. Okay, and yeah. it's a little Waldorf crash in Mowbray, Amazing. and it still exists. And we did um, a lot of watercolor paintings. Okay, yeah. So 
that was kind of where it started. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember making, I mean, I was three. So yeah. I don't really remember making that much at home. But when I was at Jenny's school, that was just the mornings. And I mean, I literally only went three days a week. Yeah. Yeah, so I loved it there. I really did. Like yeah. I felt like I was like my creative, like sensitive side was mm. like held. Yeah. Um. My my parents do did it since I was young, but I guess my dad like came from a interesting upbringing where, well, my dad's coloured and my mom's white, mm. so they obviously lived very different lives yeah. growing up. Yeah. Um. My mom kind of grew up with you know you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And. My dad also kind of grew up with that, but with the limitations of apartheid, there were just limitations. Yeah. Um, but he also is that kind of cliche dad that came from nothing and like yeah. wants his children to have everything. So he, yeah, he's been amazing in like nurturing that. Mm. Yeah, and then I did art and I just carried on doing art. I mean, I just remember there's this one, you know when you do those drawings in preschool and like they go in the t-shirt or yeah, like yeah, the yeah. dishcloth. Yeah. Like everyone's were just like stick drawings and mine was like ridiculous. <laughs> My like girl had like almond eyes, little circles in the middle and like individual eyelashes, a polka dot dress. It was like very elaborate. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm quite impressed with four-year-old Amy, um, to be yeah. honest, because my child's almost four and she just does a scribble on a page and she's like, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> That's when I started and I never quite, I never stopped. Yeah. I just carried on doing it and I loved it. I really, really, really loved art. Yeah. Yeah. In every, in every way, shape or form. Well, yeah, we, we did art at school. Yeah. That was like the, my best subject. I just loved doing it, like whatever we did. And like, you... Fruit bowl drawing, Yes. A good old football drawing. Yeah. I feel like we've all we all did we that. All we all we all went balls. through that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure some of us did better footballs than others, <laughs> but it was all it was I all know. the fun. Like I look at kids' art and I'm just like, it's all so good. <laughs> I'm just like, there's just nothing. There's no ego behind it. Yeah. It's just this mm. beautiful. I actually did. I did a commission once. I still don't know if that client really actually liked it. Yeah. But I was like digging up all my old school drawings and I was so inspired by them like this weird ass bird creature (laughs) and just these really bizarre combinations of trees and fairy wings and I was just like I'm bringing this back yeah in a big way (laughs) (laughs) and like that's what I was exploring and I think she wanted more of like this grad show like very emotive flowy abstract but I was just like I'm sorry but this just came to me and like (laughs) I had to do it. And she was like, thanks so much. And I just like never got the photo of it oh up no. in her lounge. <laughs> I mean, maybe she loves it. I don't know. I just, I'll never know. You'll never know. But, <laughs> but childhood yeah. is inspiring. Yeah, completely. <laughs> so you went from from your little, like your preschool sort of like introduction to painting. Was it Was it specifically watercolors you said? Yeah, so we yeah. did a lot of it's like when the it's like wet on wet. So when the paper's yeah. wet, it's like that the Waldorf jewel. Like yeah, when the paper's wet, and then you wet the ink, and then you it'll melt into. Does those amazing things, yeah. Yeah, no, Takes it's on quite amazing. On so we did a lot of those, and then we used to trim the edges of the papers ourselves. Mm. We got very good with with the scissors. <laughs> and then I moved to St George's Grammar. Mm-hmm. We did lots of art there. I started music. Yes, in grade one. Oh, already in grade one. Yeah. I started oh, wow. piano and recorder. Of course, yeah. recorder. Everyone, Everyone does did the recorder. recorder. <laughs> <laughs> but Everyone. Can you play the recorder to this day? I mean, 
I can. I'm not I'm very impressed. well. Yeah. I can play one song. That is I it? never quite get right. <laughs> so I just sound awful and annoying. But, but the recorder is just an annoying instrument. It is. No, completely. I completely agree <laughs> with you. It is. Although maybe it maybe is. there's there's a space to sort of bring it back. Frances broke hers by mistake. Oh no. And I'm glad she did. But how honestly, <laughs> I am. How did she break a recorder? I mean, she broke it when she was an infant, so okay. she was, yeah, I mean, she break, she, yeah, she yeah. used to break many things as an infant, so. So you went on from, so obviously like music at school, art at school. I know, I, mm. I read an article um, when you referenced going to Frank Schubert. Mm. I, I also went to Frank Schubert. Amazing. Loved it's the it. best. It is um, the best. It really, really was just such a magical space. Were you there when Liesl was there? Liesl was the main... I guess, person to help me and encourage me into Michaelis. Yes. Because um, since Cyprian's, oh my gosh, I'm going to sound like such a privileged person right now, but since Cyprian's was difficult because I had to choose mm-hmm. between the music and the art, and that was really hard for me. Yeah, I can imagine. That was really hard because yeah. I enjoyed both, but there was like a lot of formal pressure with the music, and yeah. I struggled with that because I'm quite all over the place as a human being. Yeah, so I would actually hide under the tables <laughs> in the art class and then uh, my teacher would come in, or the head of music, and she'd be like, <coughs> Amy Lester? Amy Lester? <laughs> and I would just like, be under my friend's like, desk. I'd be like, <laughs> no, please don't. Don't tell them, yeah. But then they catch me. But they literally catch me, you know what I mean? Then I'm like in trouble. I'm like, yeah, that was the vibe. But that's really, um, that's really <laughs> heartbreaking that that music was sort of placed in this like pressurized yeah you know yeah so yeah. dean my partner actually runs a music school oh wow okay yeah that's his job which is pretty fun yeah i can um, imagine and he like yeah i mean dean in general has kind of like brought the joy of music back into my life i mean yeah. tor also did when we started making music together but but dean and like having dean and being in the music school yeah. and being a part of our community has also just been super yeah. incredible like now I, I get i get piano lessons and singing lessons with with Reynard, who teaches there. Okay, yeah. And I love it. Yeah. Found the love again. But that's why I went to Frank Joubert. Yeah. Because I couldn't do both. And then I ended up moving to St. George's Grammar. Okay, yeah. Back to St. George's Grammar. Yeah. Which was across the road from my house. So it's kind of perfect. It was like so, walking yeah. distance. Yeah. And I left uh, for grade 11 and 12. Mm. So it seems a bit weird. But I was just like, I'm done. No, but I suppose you... I'm you done with this commute. <laughs> even though my dad's <laughs> driving. <laughs> <laughs> stress. No, literally, it was just like uh, I can't anymore. My whole, my whole theory, my whole thing was like I just want to get school done. Yeah, like completely. that was my vibe. Yeah. <laughs> no. So then I went to Frank Joubert because I think it was like art and a few of my other subjects in history were on the same timetable or yeah. something, and I did history as well, so I couldn't do both. Then I went to Frank Joubert, met Liesel, who encouraged yeah. me to do Michaelis, and then I went on to study the art. So you. Painting. Yeah, so you went and you did a fine, it was fine arts, right? Yes. Yeah, so I graduated in painting. Yeah. Yeah. How do you go from like graduating from Michaela's, like majoring in, majored in painting? Mm. How do you go from there to sort of starting a career in the arts, like getting into the industry? Starting at Michaelis is a diff- very intimidating space. I can imagine, yeah. Um, you kind of like sat in a room and they're like 60 kids... I mean, we were all kids. Yeah. I mean, there were quite a few, I guess, older people who came back or, you know, just finally started to figure out they wanted to do art. And 
they were there, but most of us were just kids. Yeah. And um, they were literally just like, so there's 60 of you here, but only two of you will end up being successful artists. That's oh, like wow. the first thing they said to us in our lecture. Yeah, so that's kind of how they do it. And their whole, their whole vibe is like, you get what you want out of the course. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's, it's similar to, to other colleges, you know, but there were, there were a lot of times where I felt like I wasn't being taught yeah. at all. Um, like first year and second year, there's quite like a structured um, program in mm-hmm. terms of two weeks drawing, two weeks painting, two weeks photography, two weeks this, two weeks that. So, and then you have, or you have like two weeks prac and then two weeks to finish the project or something like that. Yeah. And then you rotate. So that, and then you major in two in second year and then you rotate that. Mm-hmm. Um and then in third year, you have that and electives. So, and then you kind of go down, down, down until you're only doing the one thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, first and second year, it's not as bad because yeah. there is kind of like a timetable. Like, there are yeah, places yeah. you need to be and stuff like that. But by the time you get to fourth year, you have a lot of studio time, which is yeah. time on your own in a room to work. Yeah. And you have, like, two big shows. You have a mid-year show and an end-of-year show and... Your lecturer comes like once a week, twice a week. Yeah. There were times where I was just like, oh my gosh, this woman has like not taught me anything about paintbrushes. Yeah. Like I'm literally, like I don't know what to do. I don't know what what paints to use. I don't know how to like stretch a canvas. Like you have to literally go and find Stan, the person who helps and he helps you or something. But your lecturer is like, they're just kind of there to crit you and... It's a very yeah, weird space. Imagine. It's a very weird space. And they also are highly conceptual. Mm. A lot of the work is always kind of like, like you do a painting and then they're like, but why? But why are you doing a painting? But yeah. I remember I went to a hardware store to get something once and I was like, oh, I love these colors or these color swatches. And I just like the colors. Yeah. And I hadn't really thought much about it, but I just like started picking up the color swatches to like put in my visual diary mm-hmm. and kind of had have this fun vibe and then all of a sudden I was like in my crit and I was like paging through my work and she was just like but why why are you using those colors and like I literally had to make a concept like I was like (laughs) well because (laughs) (laughs) I was like because um I really like focusing on like the concept of being home yeah so I'm using the paint colors from a for the home for the walls and she's like, very good. Wow. <laughs> I was like, but I get it. And, yeah. you know, there is there was so much value to my formal training, um, you know, that in conjunction with the, the academic side, all the reading yeah, yeah. that you do and all of the processing that you do with your thoughts and other artists' thoughts. And, I mean, I looked at so many different artists yeah. over my studies and I wouldn't have done that otherwise, you know. I wouldn't have had, like, the access to all of that, like, volume of knowledge. Yeah. Um, you know, so... It's a catch-22, but I had to do a business course after that. <laughs> Getting to your question. Like, was I that the, didn't the, know what to do. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's that's essentially it, isn't it? It's like you're you're sort of, you're sort of given this uh, nurturing and then you're just put out into the world. And then how do you make it? Yeah, I feel like there should be something in conjunction with the, um, yeah. with the studio um, course that you do at Michaela's. I really, I really believe that there is value to it. Yeah. Um. But, you know, they are traditional and that's also okay. I, yeah, I did the business course, which basically like propelled me into a new space of yeah. like playing and trying a whole lot of different things. But before then, 
um, my mind was very like closed in on my like my possibilities of my art making like yeah. I had this way of making art from my grad show my final grad show which I loved yeah. which was collecting dried flowers and you know processing that and working with the flowers in different ways and oil painting and stuff but then I felt pregnant and I couldn't work with oils when I was pregnant so I didn't really know what to do but also I didn't know what kind of art I made yeah. I was just like in this weird space where I was like oh, I've got the formula now I'm gonna like make art like this for the rest of my life but then I was like if this is just what I'm made to be doing yeah because it feels strange it doesn't feel the way it did also remember in your final year you're spending a whole year finishing a body of work yeah you don't have a whole year to like pump work out like unless you're already rich then yeah. it's like okay cool then you can just sit in your studio and create whatever you want because but yeah advice just like don't be afraid to do things you didn't think you would mm. because there's so many things I didn't think I'd be doing yeah. right now, like painting proteas. I really didn't, but now in hindsight, I'm just like, it makes so much sense that I'm painting flowers because, yeah. you know, before I was working with flowers already, but, you know, I went back to the beginning, you know, in a way. I was just like, you know what, just just ignore the noise and just like, go back to the beginning, go back to the center and mm. those small sketches of flowers and yeah. weird birdie mountain creatures. <laughs> birdie mountain creatures. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, and I think that's also so important because there's a pressure, there's like almost an unnecessary pressure after mm. you leave. That's what I felt. Yeah. Especially after that lecture they gave us in no, first year. I was like, okay, now we got to do it because like, I don't want to be not in those two people. Yeah. <laughs> like didn't do well or something. But yeah, I mean, the business course, my friend Yana Tablanche had done it um, mm -hmm. before, and um, Laura Van Vogel had also done it before, and Lorraine Lurtz. It's called Business She's, Acumen for yeah, Artists. We had her on um, last week, actually. Was Lorraine. it last week? Last week, yes. Sorry. Time is not a thing anymore. Amazing. Yeah, cool. she was actually, yeah, she did sort of touch on it. Yeah, so they had done it. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, listen, I think I should do it. And I asked Yana what she thought, and she just said, it's very product-driven. I don't know if it's really your thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I really want to be, like, making products. Yeah. You know, and I just had this weird view of uh, having a business mind. Um, but after I did it, it, I mean, it changed my life. Yeah. It changed my life because, you know, I actually sat in a room, and Elaine, the course convener, was just like, don't be afraid to make yourself a brand like why why is that something that should f make you yeah. scared as an artist like I understand you want to be authentic and you want to make these you know you want to seem like super elusive to people <laughs> but also you can also stand strong yeah. in who you are and your brand and make a lot of money from it and still love what you do yeah you know so it was kind of that mind shift that I had to kind of gear into to be like okay wait like, there is something here, yeah. but I don't really know what, but I need to just play and just do a bunch of stuff and figure it out, yeah. like, as I kind of go along. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine it must be a complete... I didn't have anything before then. I never had an online yeah. store. I didn't have anything. And, I mean, look at you now. Yeah. 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 Thriving. I mean, I wouldn't well, say thriving. But thriving. I mean, it's <laughs> working outside its perspective. so far. Yes. Yes. To an extent. <laughs> um and I mean and so you do so many things 
like when I was sitting sort of um, looking and obviously like I do research before I have a guest. It's understandable. On. Yes, because it's otherwise I would just sit here and be like, oh, what do you do? <laughs> Tell me about yourself. Tell me about what you do. No, but um, you do so many things. It's like it's almost I impossible do. to give you a label if that makes sense <laughs> like you're you're a create a creator and i don't i don't know like I'm yeah i mean i do do a lot of things yeah um i mean you do, you oh, do clothing so design now yeah so i do clothing design um i don't kind of i mean yeah so i do clothing design but i almost do like the fun part of clothing design okay and what's because i I like I go on Pinterest yeah. and I find certain things that I like and I sketch sketch things with extra frills or extra folds and mm. I kind of get I really love like when it comes to interior and the home and like an idea of a lifestyle thing I love the idea of like natural neutral things yeah but it's weird because my art isn't like that at all yeah it's like completely different and yeah. super bright but I, I find those kind of like calming like corners of the home super important and I always mm-hmm. have like growing up. Yeah. So I guess when I started doing the business thing, they would just like start something new. And I was like, <laughs> another thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. But yeah, then I just literally went onto Pinterest and yeah. like made a business acumen board or whatever. Yeah. And then I just started pinning things that I liked. I liked weird things like pom-poms. They were like hanging in little kids' rooms, and I liked scatter cushions that could be had these cute face designs on, and you know, like the sad girl face is like line drawings were very in. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not saying that like I copied people, but I was just yeah. like, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take something that's in, and I'm gonna like do it my way. I'm yeah. gonna paint it the way I'm gonna paint it, yeah. and like it's a little bit more feminine, and it's like a little bit more curvy, and. Mm. You know, and I kind of adapted that and the bag sold like yeah. really well, like incredibly well. I just, I don't really understand how that happened, but I, I don't, I wish I knew how many I sold. I don't. But eventually I discontinued them because I was like, wow, I'm so tired of painting bags. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I did the bags as part of the business thing. And then I also mm-hmm. did like two different clothing designs and I, it was also in that space where I got into very, like, I got into trading. So, yeah. um, because I couldn't really afford much, but I have, like, very talented friends mm-hmm. that do things. So, I was just like, we need to, we need to team up and yeah. figure things out together because, yeah. So, I did, like, a really beautiful oil painting for a friend and she kind of did a logo design for me, a couple logo designs for me. Mm-hmm. And then I did another oil painting for this other girl who did all of my patterns for me for the oh, business wow. course. So she did like a dungarees and a dungaree dress and yeah. tote bag and a cute little collection of patterns. So yeah, then that's how I kind of got those patterns done. Yeah. Could afford that. And then I like went to the most expensive fabric shop because I didn't know, you know, affordable ones. Of course. You know, and then I got those samples made up for my final presentation. So I think I had like two things for the final presentation. Um, so my whole concept was um, hand-painted goods. Mm-hmm. And so I had kind of, I had an idea to do a screen-printed business where everything was kind of like screen-printed with my stuff on. Yeah. But then I just had so many limitations, including a six-month-old baby. Of course. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just... <laughs> like, it's, it's... I think it was crazy. Me, yeah, actually. it's crazy. No, when I think about it, it is. You're not wrong. 
<laughs> just like, yeah, the business thing. And then I started making the clothes. Yeah. The bag sold really well. Um, I didn't really get into the clothes just yet. I paused on the actual clothes and I kept mm-hmm. doing the bags. And then I had original paintings, which I... Yeah. And at that time when I was doing the business acumen, which was in 2016, and I had just had Francis, I was also waitressing. Oh, wow. Um, and that was really hard, like working yeah. l- working nights, like long nights away yeah. from your child, and then and then like going home with two hundred rand. It's just like pretty much the worst feeling. I can it's imagine, like, yeah. It's like defeat, yeah. You know. But then I was like, you know what? I could sell a painting for two hundred rand. So when I started making stuff in grad in grad, um, I got Instagram. Yeah. And I started like sharing stuff on Instagram. And people was respond like people's response was just like this is so beautiful like I'm really connecting with this. Yeah, I always kind of post like quite sensitive things. Yeah, just like things that I'm feeling and maybe I'm not like super clear about it, but it's always kind of just like a soft. There is a softness to the bright colors in, in a weird way. Yeah, I guess those responses. I mean, I didn't have like seven thousand followers back then, but that made me like want to make it. Yeah. But it also came from a space where I was making these giant oil paintings for like between four and eight thousand rand. You know, there are these young people that are following me yeah. who like want to support me. Like they literally like they'll be like, Oh, how much is the painting? Like, please let me know when you do smaller things. Yeah. Or like, you know, people were asking me and I was like, sorry, like I just don't have anything. Yeah. But I was the only one kind of telling myself that I didn't have anything. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I mean, I could make something like now. Yeah, <laughs> you, could, you could have it for two hundred rand. <laughs> so that's what I did. I literally started making paintings, and they were like A three paintings, and I made yeah. them all three hundred rand each, and they sold. They sold like I did it on Instagram, and I don't know what happened, but people would just they loved it. They yeah. loved it. I didn't do anything to, and I think that was also it came from a it still came from a super honest place. Yeah. It wasn't like you know, it wasn't just like I'm gonna make what's popular i was just like i'm gonna make simple things and i'm gonna have fun with it and i'm gonna yeah. explore this you know i'm gonna explore this space of playing and Completely, i did yeah and yeah people started buying and then basically from there i just i actually saved a ton of cash mm. because i was just like i want to be able to afford more fabric for bags and i want to yeah. be able to afford more fabric to get the dresses going and i want to afford all of these things yeah um so yeah that's literally like how the business started that's amazing yeah it's not at the point that i wanted it hasn't grown to the point that like i needed to grow you know i still haven't like gotten a bigger space or been able to like have a really big studio sale because i literally only have one rail of clothing yeah (laughs) so you know that stuff takes time and investing and energy and it's just it's exhausting (laughs) no i can imagine especially with the with the child i can imagine it must be a lot to juggle completely yes it is a lot so yeah i mean i do the clothing and it kind of came out of that acumen space which i'm super grateful for i am very grateful for to elaine and for that process and being able to to be in that space yeah um, because it also helped me not take things too seriously. I think yeah. I was quite, yeah, I don't know, but I think I was quite intense about what kind of art I wanted to make and where I wanted to exhibit. There is this, um, obviously I follow you on Instagram. I'm sure most of our listeners do too. The community that you've created on Instagram. 
there is and you you mentioned it earlier like you share a lot mm. there is this beautiful yeah. like wholesome like very and i hate the word authentic but very authentic space mm. that you've created with your followers and within that community and it's sort of like um i don't know what came first was it the instagram or your your blog i know oh, no, my blog I really enjoy your blog. Thank you. I really do. My blog but came at, actually out of quite a dark place. I'm not okay. Lie. It came out of like me being really irritated with blog moms. Like I can I can fully understand that. Like irritation. properly irritated. Yeah. Um. So it came out of a very childish place. Okay. Actually, like a very immature space. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna also start a blog, and it's gonna be like <laughs> not about that stuff. Okay. It's gonna be about like other stuff, edgy stuff. Yeah. But I hardly write on it, actually. I should write on it more. Thank you. And I think also, like, that space also needs to be navigated when yeah. you are a mother and you're creating for yourself, but you're also creating for Instagram. Yeah. But, I mean, it's kind of, it blends in now. I mean, ma- I'm mainly creating for myself. And there's, a, I mean, yeah, I'm fully creating for myself. And then I'm posting now as like a tool to kind of join that like relationship that I have with myself in that studio when I work but before I think I also got quite um like addicted to the app I mean I am addicted to the app okay yeah addicted to the app in like a very negative way yeah I wasn't like creating more than I was posting kind of thing do you know what I mean yeah so that mind shift definitely had to change and I think that also definitely came out of like a space of like because, I mean, over the past two years, I also lost my mom. Mm. So that was also, like, a really weird space na- to navigate. So dealing with grief and dealing with a baby and, you know, starting all these new things, like, I have to be very gentle with myself. Yeah, completely. So, like, the fact that I was posting random stuff and, like, stressed out that I didn't get enough likes and then deleting it and then reposting it, like, that's fine. Yeah. If I need to do that, if I needed to do that, it's fine. But it's taken a, like, work to be, like, you know what? Yeah. I need to also be very disciplined in my practice yeah. as, like, being an artist and, like, showing yeah. up, like, not for anyone else, but for myself. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, this is me. Like, I need to invest in my time. I have to invest yeah. in getting better at what I do. Yeah. And if I don't do that, then my business is going to go nowhere. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, my art is just going to go nowhere. So it wasn't, like, one morning I just woke up and thought that, but it was mainly yeah. just, like, I guess I, sl- I like wasn't as depressed so I mean I am a depressive person so I can get into like small addictions very easily yeah so I just naturally like just started working more and like posting less kind of thing do you know what I mean and I was just like first it was like no I can only post once a day like I posted like four times a day guys it's very (laughs) crazy that is a lot no listen I was addicted like I can't even remember when this was but it was it happened this is Ormsair, and I'm your host, Rachel Reeves. Don't forget that subscribing to our podcast on iTunes or your favorite listening app is the quickest and easiest way to give us a long-distance high-five and to let us know that you enjoy hanging out in our creative space. Podcasts saved my life as well. Okay, like yeah. I, um, Which Dean also like helped me. He was like, okay, what do you like? Let's yeah. pick something that you like listening to. And that got me super into... Um, into working because yeah. I could focus and I could listen to something and I could absorb information and I could laugh and I could engage, but I could also work. Creating a practice became easier and easier when I like was yeah. just more di- disciplined. And the more disciplined I was, the more excited I got to make art as well, yeah. which is really nice. But believe it or not, like I didn't actually, in the two years of starting my business from 2016 to, I mean, yeah, I started all the, those small paintings, which I sold and I stopped doing those. 
I didn't actually make as much art as I wanted to be making. Yeah. It was weird. It was a weird space because I was also sourcing fabric and I was, you know, doing all these other things. And this year I was just like, I really just want to paint. Like yeah. I need to make the time to paint more. Yeah. So in the afternoons after I fetched Francis from school, we'd go downstairs and I'd set something up for her. And also she's like, at that age now where she can engage better with those kinds of things instead of like literally grabbing a tube of paint and like smearing it on the chair yeah like now she'll do that but like neatly yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I just made it I adapted it more to my lifestyle and our lifestyle and I made it a fun thing for us to do yeah um and I also got a bigger table which definitely helped like the process yeah. of 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 make of art making because when you don't have i mean i work flat so i okay, don't work yeah. with it being up like an easel i work on the table because i work with a lot of liquid like yeah. inks and stuff yeah so the bigger table i have the better because then i can stretch all of my paper onto the table and i yeah. can kind of work that way instagram uh, is a beautiful space and it's an incredible community mm. um and i think yeah that also took a lot of work for me because there was a there was a time I guess when I was like oh my gosh it's all about the followers yeah like, I just got to get you a thousand followers and then I'm gonna get to two thousand followers, um and then I did this campaign and I can't remember how they found me or something and I was yeah. like oh how did you find me and you know what you know how did that come about there's so many other you know blog moms or whatever yeah. that have like twenty five k followers or whatever. And they were just like, look, at the end of the day, the number doesn't matter. You can have, you literally can have like 15K followers and none of those people will buy your product. Yeah. Like, it's not about the number. It's no. about it's about the, the influencer who's following the influencer mm. or like the person that's, the, the artist that will buy the paint that's following the other artist that will buy the paint. Yeah. It's not necessarily like... Do you know what I mean? Like, Completely. I could have had like I could have like a whole lot of mothers from Belleville following me because they like love my decor, yeah. But not buy one thing, yeah. But then I could also have like the editor of Al Decor following me and being like, I want to feature her, yeah. And that's the one that matters. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, exactly. literally, like not the. So that took me a long time to like <laughs> shift. Uh, like my chi in a way, in yeah. that way, because yeah, I don't know what it was a very. Um, guess immature way of viewing things and then I did other campaigns and I met other creative people and they were talking to me how you know they got certain jobs and yeah like I just slowly realized that the more I just stay true to who I am and Mm. don't do like I don't need to post there's no pressure there's no one no one's telling me to post anything exactly it's literally like I can post when I'm ready and it's a tool so it's only something that I use when I'm like, this is what I've done. Like, this is something, something that I used to do is I'd be like, <laughs> as like incentive yeah. to myself, I'd be like, this painting is going to be done by the end of the week or something. I'm like, oh yes, no, my love, just post it when it's ready. Yeah. Just do it when it's done because you're just wasting your time. <laughs> but you're also <laughs> like, right now. that's a lot <laughs> of, it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I do put a lot of unnecessary pressure on myself. For instance, Lydia and Frank was all made to order, like most of it online. Yeah. Um, and up until recently. Um, wow. So, so I was like, every time someone would order something, I would like drive to the fabric store and get the fabric. Yeah. And then 
my seamstress from Strandfontein would meet me at home and she would take it to process the order. So now, because I've, I mean, it was essential in the beginning because I didn't have any money to kind of like create the yeah. stock. I mean, it couldn't yeah. just come out of thin air. So everything was made to order. It was like, if you want it, you got to pay for it, babe, and wait seven days yeah. and then it's coming. Um, which people were amazing about. But now it's also about like, okay, what can I manage and what can't I manage? Because at the moment I've got like what, 15 clothing designs and I've got like commissions that I have to paint and I've got a child I have to entertain <laughs> <laughs> and I've got wedding room bookings that I have to do via email and I've got, what else, guys? Come, I mean, I do other things. <laughs> I'm sure. So yeah, that was like me kind of drawing the line yeah, and being like, no, I'm sorry. If it's in stock, it's in stock. I can send it with the couriers that day. If it's not in stock, you're going to have to wait until I restock. And that was like the best thing I've ever done. (laughs) Like literal stress just completely off of my shoulders. And I have slowly learned to delegate. Yeah, that must be the joys of yeah. delegating. Yeah, so I have an intern now. It's Yay. amazing. I was like, I can't have an intern, it's exploitation, and I can afford <laughs> one. So I'm like, yes, paid internship. Who's coming? Yeah, no, so yeah, I've got a paid internship. If you want to apply, you can email me, amyayanda at gmail.com. But yeah, so <laughs> it's an eight-week program kind of thing. Um, and I have someone now who's just started helping me, and she's amazing. Yeah. So she basically does, like, everything I just can't do. Yeah. Everything that I've never done ever. Let's be honest, guys. I mean, have I done a stock take? No. Is she doing stock take for me now once a week? Yes. Am I happy that I have her? Yes. I can imagine. Now I've got that, and now I delegate her, and she does courier stuff for me when I need. Yeah. I also have artist admin, which does all my shipping for me. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so many bridesmaids come to the store now. It's very cute. It's very cute. We That's have, perfect for a wedding. Oh, we have literally had so many office conversations with Jess talking about which dress would be the dress for her. <laughs> because, I mean, obviously, like, and as, as a human being who doesn't necessarily wear dresses every day, it is a big thing. It is. And then she found she found the dress, which is Lillian Frank. Yeah. So it's your, it's your dress line. Yes. What? So basically what happened was, yeah, everything was under the Emmy Yander brand yeah. after the business course. Yeah, I almost also kind of like got a little bit tired of people being like, "Oh my gosh, what do you do? You like do so much." <laughs> and then they're like, "So what? Um, do you like sell clothes as well?" And I'm like, "Guys, it's like not that hard." <laughs> <laughs> okay, but with that came also and I wanting to like refine what I do. Yeah, so it was more like I, I think very visually. Yeah. So, and I think very like, I don't know how to explain it. I think like very visually and like, I really love marketing and branding. Like it gets me off, but I didn't know that at the time. Like before I did the business course, I was like, I don't know what marketing is. It's definitely not my thing. But now in retrospect, like running my own business and doing like visual communications and marketing Mm. and um, like storytelling and, you know, creating this content I've realized that I am a very visual person yeah. and I need, I need that, like, I need to sep- I needed to separate. I mm. needed, I was like, either I'm not going to do the clothes anymore, yeah. either I'm going to stop or I'm going to rebrand yeah. and I'm going to go like balls to the walls yeah. on both. But like, do you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Completely. 
So yeah, I'm glad I did that because it really helped. Yeah. It really helped me. Um, it alleviated pressure and like um, to perform. Like I almost felt like Amy and I had to like do all these things yeah. that I like literally put on myself. So cool. <laughs> um, but but it was just like, okay, cool. I made clothes, yeah. but like it's just there. I, I focused Amy Ayanda on the music and the art specifically. Mm, mm. And it really helped me, um, yeah, it helped me, like, concentrate. It also helped me, like, find a whole new audience of people. Yeah. That, like, got into Lily and Frank that wouldn't otherwise follow my page. I think they also find, like, some people do find, like, the Amy Ayanda page maybe, like, Lily and Frank is more, like, calming yeah. and motherly and... Beautiful. It's very feminine. It's very feminine. very feminine. It reminds me of my mom. It really does. Yeah. Like that like blushy pink fabric was yeah. like the lipstick she used to wear from Average Lane. And it's like oh. it's not really the colour I would normally wear, but like there's like a part of me that feels attracted to it when I see the colour. And I'm mm. like, okay, I'll buy some, I'll make I'll make some of those. And people dig it. I yeah. mean, there was this Dutch girl that tried on a dress once and she was like, It's an Omar dress. Oh. And then I was like, you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll take that, babe. You know what? I'll do a shoot with an Omar. I'll make it a thing. See? Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Jess is, actually, Jess is actually wearing Jess, our podcast producer. I don't know if I actually mentioned, said that earlier. We just sort of started <laughs> talking about someone it. Someone else in the room. But <laughs> Jess, Jess. Yeah, we all know Jess. Um, she is wearing one of Amy's dresses to her friend's wedding. Which is a very exciting time. Yay! <laughs> Weddings! Weddings! <laughs> I do think like in order for that side of things to survive, I did need to do that. Mm. I did need to rebrand, put less pressure on myself to like produce, produce, produce with Completely, the clothes. Yeah. Uh, when I'm ready to bring out a new design, I will, when I'm ready, when I can afford like a new batch of things to put out into the world, I will. Yeah. But there, yeah, there, there's... Still, I mean, literally, I must take my own advice because it, right now I'm so stressed about getting stuck out. So yeah. it's just, <laughs> it's a never ending story, really. My whole right idea was to let the business, the clothing side of things run itself, yeah. quote unquote. Things never run itself, of themselves, not, no. ever, ever. So yeah, um, I thought that would happen. And then I would just paint. Yeah. So that's maybe where it's going, maybe one day. Maybe that's the goal. Who knows? The the balance between your um your sort of your artwork, so your your painting and your multi multi multimedia works. Don't know why that was so difficult to get out. Um, <laughs> but the, so the balance between that and music, where is the balance? Is the creative process sort of like blurred, or the lines blurred between the two? Um. How do you? Music is like very much my downtime. Okay. Um, it's also like a space that Dean and I share like very mm. intimately because Dean's a drummer yeah. and he writes with me as well and we produce music together in a yeah. room that we put out into the world and it's very much something that we do without Francis. So mm. like we both really like really appreciate that space because yeah. we also spend, get to spend it with our best friends in a room yeah. and then we also get to hang out together. Yeah, like right after this, I'm going to go have a beer with him and then we're going to go to band practice. So like that's yeah. our idea of fun. <laughs> no, completely. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, see you later, babe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
we really get to like honor ourselves without our child mm. and experience one another and who we are as people without yeah. her. Yeah. Um, obviously, we write, I mean, I write music about her all the time and we we make, and a lot of that comes, you know, it comes from an emotive place, but when we're actually physically there doing it and having our band practice and getting all these things done leading up to endless days, it's really something that we can do. Yeah. That's so nice. And then we get to go to a festival together. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that's really, really nice. How the art kind of speaks with the music and they do interlink, obviously. I mean, I sing about motherhood. I paint about motherhood. Yeah. You know, I sing about loss. I paint about loss. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like my creative flow, yeah, it all it is all one melting pot. I mean, without me really realizing it, now I'm like starting to get a little set up in the corner of the studio. Mm-hmm. Like I just dream of the day I get a bigger space. But it's okay. Like I think it also I'm I'm very I'm like very hard on myself. Yeah. Because I'll be like. Oh, I need a bigger space. Like I need like a bigger space to feel like more successful or something. Yeah. And I'm like always looking for like a studio or something, but I don't actually realize that what I need is like nothing. Like mm. I don't need anything. I need to focus on what I've got. I need to utilize my small space yeah. in a smart way. And I always come back to that, but there's like a part of me that almost like needs to move yeah. all the time. Got a little space yeah. in the corner of my studio yeah. where I make music. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really nice. Um, got a little like synth set up there. Um, none of the equipment is my own yet because mm-hmm. I've kind of only gotten into like my music practice kind of being in the same space as my as my painting practice. Yeah. Also Lillian Frank is like in cupboards in the yeah. same room so now the space is finally functioning as like this kind of multi-faceted space yeah like I go down there and I'm like this is sick <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like I do that yeah. I can do that I can do that if I want I can do that you know what I mean like I'm really enjoying yeah. it and I'm like embracing it and I'm like celebrating the fact that like I've done this work and it's gotten me to the space where I can kind of I can just play do you find yourself getting like almost like bored of one part and then just jumping like to another part and like yeah. maybe maybe <laughs> this painting isn't doing what it's doing so I'm gonna oh, like yeah. look at my music right well, now that's what happens <laughs> so yeah that's exactly the mm. space has now kind of become that and it like it lends itself to kind of being like okay I'm gonna wait for that paint to dry and I'm gonna work on so- an idea that I've been like thinking about and I'll record it on my phone and I'll send it to Dean who's yeah. upstairs in the playstation and he'll be like sounds good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so it's a beautiful space. I'm very lucky. To, I'm so lucky to have been like, yeah, given the space to to be nurtured in that way. Yeah, and like ever since I was a kid, that was always nurtured. And even when I went on to study, it was that or architecture. And I was really struggling with the portfolio, like mm. with the architecture portfolio. And I was just, I know that I was pushing the art more. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then I got into art and I decided to to go. And ever since then, every time I kind of fall back into that Amy space where I'm yeah. like, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. I mean, I started working for a shop in Clove Street earlier this year. Oh, wow. Maybe it was last year. <laughs> it couldn't have been this year. I don't know. But like I do random things, yeah. right? So sometimes like someone will offer me something and I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And then I try, and then my dad will be like, Amy, just, are you painting, though? (laughs) And they'll be like, shit, I haven't painted all week. You need to compromise. You need to compromise your energy and your time. Yeah. And you have to be like, you know what? I can't do that. Yeah. You know? I need to focus on, 
I need to spend my energy other ways. This is probably like it might be a little bit um, on the spot. But as a musician, I'm sure you have like a million playlists of your own that you've created. Not really? Like Not I have really? two. Okay. But I also like, I add to the same one. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you who you're like, who you're obsessed with at the moment. On? Like a musically, who are you obsessed with? On whatever oh, platform. Okay. Um, I listen to a lot of St. Vincent. Mm-hmm. She's... Insane. Insane. Yeah. Listen, like she's out of control. Yeah. Um, Dean showed me when I was like, when we kind of had just started dating all these cool videos of her playing on the guitar. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, I wasn't a very good listener. <laughs> so it kind of went straight through me. Of course. Um, yeah. But I picked it up again, like listening. And yeah, I mean, she's one of my... I mean, I can listen to her for hours. Yeah. Uh, also listen to a lot of Angel Olsen. Mm. I mean, obviously it changes like week to week, day to day. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like in December, I shaved my head and wouldn't stop listening to Mac Miller. Ooh. It was a very interesting phase. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually just been listening to a lot of Billy. Okay. Yeah, Billy Eilish. Yeah. Um, some of the stuff I really like, some yeah. of the stuff I'm not so into. Yeah. But um, I love her voice. It's just yeah. crazy. <laughs> She's a very, like, I feel like very fresh and different. She is, yeah. yeah. So uh, Dean, just Dean gets me into a lot of music. Okay. Angel Olsen I did find on my own. I fell in love with her years yeah. and years and years ago. I listened to a lot of Fiona Apple as well, which Oof, I listened to yes. when I was younger. Yeah. I actually do a cover of hers in, one, in my solo set. And then, yeah, I mean, I listen to like... A lot of female mm-hmm. emotive music. So a lot of Feist. Yes. A lot of Fiona Apple. Yes. A lot of Haim. Yes. Like obsessed with them. They are incredible. Yeah, though. so like a lot of Maggie Rogers. I went through a huge Maggie Rogers phase and now I'm just like, oh, actually, yeah, I can't listen to this anymore. But that's fine. in Alaska is just, it's my favorite thing in existence. Yeah, you see, I used to uh, love that song. Yeah. And now I can't listen to it anymore. I actually yeah. find it like... I almost like maybe overplayed it for myself, but I yeah. do love music that like grows old, like cheese. Yeah, <laughs> like, completely. You know, I used to listen to a lot of Daughter. I don't listen yeah. to it that much anymore. Like there's a part of me that like, maybe it's me that like didn't grow old with it or something, but there's a lot of music that I do return to. And there's a lot of music that I just, I binge on and then I just can't yeah. return to. So I think Maggie was, was one of them as awesome as she is. <laughs> it's just like kind of, I don't it's know what enough. happened. Yeah, Maybe I just painted in my underwear to her for yeah. a bit too long. <laughs> I don't know. There aren't enough girls no. singing. Completely agree with you there. Yeah. We need more we need more female singers. We do. We do. We do. Strong, strong women making great music. Mm. Yeah. Um if anybody has any suggestions of strong women making great music, please send them through. You know our email address. I'll link it in the show notes. We'd love to hear your suggestions. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on like that you want to sort of talk about like work wise yeah i mean uh, making art's really hard yes and maybe a good thing to say would be yeah sometimes you're gonna make a lot of art that you really don't like okay i'm going through one of those phases right now okay like i'm struggling with it yeah and i think that's also part of that process yeah of creating it's like kind of go through a part that you might not like, but that you have to work in and work into. Yeah. Take a part and try something up and change it up a bit. Everything that I do is so emotive, which 
is great because it in like it inspires me but it's also really hard like when i'm feeling super depressed yeah i, I am immobile so i've been going through one of those which hasn't happened for a very long time mm. i think like the whole am i next movement that happened and is happening yeah. was very triggering and mm. very emotional um for everyone i think yeah. that like Amongst this woman, there is a collective trauma going on and everyone is scared. Yeah, completely. Um, so that kind of, you know, propelled me into this spinning, anxious mm. mode. So, yeah, maybe there's room for saying that it's okay to, to, to be in that space. And I think as a creative, it is so hard because you are an emotive person so that links in with the work that you make constantly and i mean it's not like someone's being like you know what but i think you should write about something emotional like it's yeah. just what comes out of me and that's and people respond to it and people be like i really connected with that and that makes you feel you know what actually like what i'm making is good and it's yeah. helping people and it's making it important for not only me but for someone else in their own way and that's what i really like about it mm. Um, and performing, like, performing was something that I did when I was younger that I didn't think I'd ever be doing, but I'm doing it. Yeah. And it's just interesting because I don't perform very often, but whenever I do, I, I, it's such a humbling, it's such a humbling thing being able to stand in mm. front of people and sing and, like, be there and and do this physical thing with them because whatever they're feeling yeah. is like, it's not what you're feeling. Yeah. But it's kind of like this gift that you're giving someone that's, that they can kind of like, I don't know, think about something that's, that's going on in their life and kind of run with it in their mind while they're listening to something and looking at some cool visuals. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, going back to just kind of the process of, of creating and, you know, when it might feel really blocky like yeah i don't know if that's the word you use like a blo artist block yeah or where you might feel like stagnant i think that i really this is gonna sound so lame but it's such a good place to be in like okay <laughs> i think about those spaces that i was in and like they forced me to like yeah to like rattle it up and yeah. try something different and play yeah. and not take your life too seriously and if it's not working literally just do something else but i think because a lot of what I've built has come from nothing, but I mean, the business has grown itself and the only way that that could happen is if I like selected each thing and I was like, okay, that's not working. I mean, I've made patterns that don't work mm. that I'm not going to repeat. You know, that sucks. It's wastage. But like, I also need to just, I needed to do that. Yeah. I needed to get that out of my system. Yeah. Just try other things. And I guess also investing there's a fear in investing mm. when you're so young maybe or when you're starting something new and the fear of failing even when you haven't started and that can be super scary <laughs> and it's yeah. still scary for me like it's really scary it's terrifying you know, that I'm spending so much money on product that like isn't in my studio yet yeah because not only have I like met with a new CMT that I've never worked with before and I'm like putting all of my trust in her and like all of these meters of fabric like yeah. to trust that she's going to do a good job like they're also people who trust me who are like buying this product yeah who are just like you need to show up for me too i'm investing yeah. in you you know so it's like and the, the more i get into it the more scary it is because <laughs> i'm just like oh my gosh <laughs> so yeah it's all trial and error yes 
And um, obviously, it took me a really long time to get to this point where I'm spending like a lot more money on my product. Yeah. But in the beginning, everything was made to order. Everything was done with caution. Yeah. Like obviously, you can't live your creative life with caution, but I think it's also just to to be smart about it. You know, mm. it's like you know, I can create this commission for you, but this is what I'm going to need and. But also just, yeah, believe in yourself because it's so important. Yeah. It's so important. You can't let that out, the outside rattle you because it's just going to confuse you. Well, it really can so yeah. easily. Where where do you go to sort of get inspiration? Are there spaces? Are there people? Are there sort of like books or songs or, you know, the other artists that you sort of go to to like get inspiration or do you just sort of express i did tell myself this year i'd go to more openings mm-hmm. new sh- more show openings yeah like we we have had to do sh- show opening i can't remember how often when we were at varsity and write do write-ups about them and stuff yeah. and then after university i kind of stopped and kind of got into my own world quite a bit yeah so this year was very much about like freeing myself in terms of like the fine art side because I really had to open myself back up into that because I was doing mainly illustrative stuff last yeah, year yeah. and selling the prints but then I was like I want to get back into fine artwork and I want to like immerse myself more in it and I mean I mean I don't go to one once a week but I go when I can um, and that is really inspiring it's been great to to show up in that way and like go to different show openings and like Tay Francis with and yeah. she's the cutest <laughs> and tag like bring Dean along after work um so that those spaces really inspire me because they I mean at the end of the day I think I think Paige did mention it in her podcast it was like talking about vulnerability and like yeah. showing up everyone is out here like doing that completely <laughs> um and the, you know tying back in with the community and um, the online community that that has formed under Amy Ayanda, it's it's also that you know there yeah. are a lot of people that are doing the exact same thing as me, like following and like showing up and messaging me and being like, dude, thank you so much, you've really inspired me to paint today, and I'm like, dude, you've inspired me to paint today. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just that online community yeah. I think has been great. Um, the physical community, um, it's not actually as scary as I've made it out to be over the years. I think yeah. I also had this like hectic view about galleries for a while. Yeah. But again, it's my own pressure that I've put on myself mm. to kind of show up in that way for galleries and I don't have to. You yeah. know, I make art a different way and that's also fine. I also get very inspired by nature. Yes. <laughs> really yeah i love i love a good walk yeah which i do often because i have a dog and a three-year-old who needs to get that energy out yes um i love a good river okay yeah put me by a river and i'll watch it move (laughs) (laughs) put me by a full river i'll just sit there it's liquor books i really love secondhand stores so i like go and find a lot of books there yeah um like super old publications of um uh, landscapes in South Africa mm-hmm. and different botanical drawings. I've always been very attracted to botanical drawings, but I've never yeah. really um, gotten the art of drawing them perfectly. Yeah. So, you know what? I just roll with that. Yeah. <laughs> I roll with the fact that I don't do that, that I work very loosely, that I uh, interrogate the image from like a very 
different way that mm. I tear up the books. The beginning, yes. I was really scared about tearing up the books. I'm not going to lie. But then, uh, um, again, like Lucien like, came and helped me with my statement. And she was like, why don't you try like cutting up the books? And then I was just like, cut up a book? Did you hear a librarian <laughs> going, don't do that? Don't I did, do that. I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but then I was just like, YOLO. Oh, no, what happened was I actually found a set of books exactly the same. Okay. In, in the secondhand store, in a okay. different secondhand yeah. store. So I was like, okay, sick. Yeah. I still got like more copies if I need to access anything else or any information. So yeah, inspiration, definitely. I love secondhand stores. Mm. I find like they just tell so many stories yeah. and old old tapestries that you find or yeah. pieces of lace, those kinds of things like, listen, anything that smells like a granny, I'm just like, <laughs> there. I've always loved secondhand stores. So yeah. I, I love to get lost in them. Francis is going to have these memories of me pulling over. We're just, we're just stopping at the Sanus Hospice quick stick. And she's like, <laughs> mama. Not another one. The other day in the car, she was like, why do we have to go to all these places? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it's just the framers. And then it's the print shop, and then it's the art shop, and then I'm sorry. <laughs> she loves it. She loves it. Yeah, and she does a lot of like I've seen on your your Instagram. To go back to that again, um, I've seen her sort of collaborating with you on a on a couple of pieces. Yeah. So we do we do a collab. Yeah. She's quite possessive about the pieces that we do. Mm-hmm. So like the stuff that we did for the one show. I don't even think those two ended up selling, the two that she helped me on. But when she saw me, like, packing them back in the car, she was like, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> she was, like, clingy about them, yeah. which is fine. Um, uh, yeah, there was also part of me that was like, I'm going to be a bit sad if those go, but, like, yeah. it's also fine. I've also learned over the years to let work go and just kind of let it exist without you in the world, yeah. and that's the most beautiful part about it. But, yeah, um, she does collab with me. A lot of the time, like after I've stretched a bunch of paper onto the table, she'll kind of prime for me. Yeah. But we do like quite a bit of different color priming. So we use primer and then we'll like drop ink into it. Yeah. So she like chooses the color and then drops the ink in. So she like will start the the base yeah. color and then I'll paint over it in the night and then she'll come back and she'll be like, hey, uh, <laughs> um, you work, worked on my painting. The collabs sometimes work, yeah. and then they sometimes don't work, which is also fine. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't made many of them with her yeah. because she's very controlling yeah. and headstrong. She's like me. Okay, so it has come to that time of the episode where I say thank you. And Amy, thank you so much for being here with us and for being so incredibly honest and open with your sharing like it, it's really been amazing it's been amazing you'd have you here it really has and all of all of the giggles yeah Congrats. i mean i i love a good podcast yes i love immersing myself in those so it's always yeah. exciting when someone's like hey you want to try i want to come so, chat on the podcast so but thank you <laughs> it's great it's been great having you here um and then of course a very special thank you goes to um, our podcast producer, Jess Semple. Thank you, Jess. Yes, thank you, Jess, for being here with us. And you can roll the outro. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Orms Air, the Orms podcast. I hope you've enjoyed being a part of the conversation as much as we've enjoyed having you. If you have any questions, feedback, or suggestions for us, please get in touch by emailing ormsair at orms.co.za. 
head on over to ormsair.buzzsprout.com and take a peek at this week's show notes for more information on any works referenced or topics discussed in this week's episode. If you've enjoyed this episode of Orms Air and feel that someone you know could be creatively enriched by joining us in conversation, why not share this episode with them and invite them to join our photographic community? Until next week, keep questioning, keep inspiring, and above all, keep creating.